Could you close your eyes, bow your head, and ask for the holy anointing of the Holy Spirit in this place? Father, we, we are here once again to hear from you, Father. And we pray in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Our Master, our Savior, our Lord that died at the cross to give us life and life in full. And I pray, bring knowledgement today, wisdom to your people. Father, I am here just as a servant as one instrument in your hand, and I ask you, please use my life and speak to your people's heart. In Jesus' name we pray for this, the fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit in this place. And I rebook in this place all action from the devil. Satan, you are not allowed to enter here in this service. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, come and work in this place. Bring fresh anointing over our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we thank you for this time. Amen and amen. All right. Today's message is... Extraordinary things really happen when church pray. When the church pray. Let's read together. Let's say together. Extraordinary things really happen when the church prays. Again. Extraordinary things really happen when the church prays. prays. And I want you, Do you believe that? Okay, are you with me? Okay, be connected. I want to read now James 5 from 16 to 18. It says, The earnest prayer of a righteous person has what? <clears throat> Great power and produces wonderful results. 17. Can I have some water, please? Elijah was, was a, Elijah was as human as we are. And yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. 18. Then when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to weld to its crops. And my brothers, today I, I want to talk about one earnest prayer that has great power and produce wonderful thing, results. And extraordinary things really happen 
when church, church pray. Amen? Extraordinary things happen when church prays. Pray. If you know, if you remember, the earlier church, the primitive church, it started with much prayer. Because if you read the Bible, you are going to see that the primitive church, they were together every day. Praying together. The primitive church. And also, you are going to see that when the, the church pray together, revival comes. And also, our revival in history started with hungry and thirsty people. And the people who were dedicated to prayer. I have read a lot about revivals. And our revival started when a group of small people started praying together. And many revivals came into the world. And I'm going to pray about revival. I am preparing. But today I want to talk about the these wonderful and extraordinary things happen when the church pray together. And I really believe, my brothers, that, that God will visit us in a powerful way. I really believe. And we are going to experience revival. But our revival starts with prayer. Amen? Would you like to see this church, this town revived? Would you like to see? Would you like to see young people, adults, children hungry for God, in fire for God? I'd like to see. But our revival starts with prayer. Amen? Look to the person next to you and say that to him. And I want to start off with some questions about prayer. And, and some questions that normally some people always ask me about prayer. And I want to, this question, normally people come to me and say, if God, if God knows all things, and even what he himself is going to do, why should we take time to pray? <laughs> right? If God knows all things, if God always do his will, why we have to pray? To change his mind? To try to convince him of what we want? Another question, why do we pray and ask God for specific things if God is sovereign and he is in the control, in control? Another question, 
Why do you do we pray the same request over and over again? Why? Next question. Is prayer prayer really necessary? If so, why? Is God not sovereign? If he is all powerful, doesn't that mean he accomplishes what he wants when he wants it? If so, why do we pray? Do you did you get the point? If he is all sovereign, if he wants to do his will, why we have to pray? Another question. Is God's will for a Christian, for you and for me, automatically guaranteed? Or it is linked to prayer and other factors? I'm going to try to give answer you to all these questions. Maybe not today, because today is the first part of this preaching. And next week I'm going to continue this talk. Talking about extraordinary things really happen when church pray. pray. And also another question. Why does it often take so long to get a prayer answered? <laughs> Why? Sometimes we are praying and sometimes, my brothers, I prayed for one person for 13 years. Can you imagine? I didn't stop until I see the miracle. After 13 years, the miracle happened. <laughs> who, and also, why is persistence required? Isn't God's will, isn't God's will to save people? Is it a question? Is it or not? Is God's will... To save people. Is, yes or not? Yes. <laughs> if it's God's will, why do you have to pray? Why? If it's, if it's his will, he can do. Why do you have to pray? <laughs> yeah. There are many questions. And about, and about spiritual welfare. Or about spiritual welfare. If Satan is defeated and Christ has our authority, should we just forget about the devil? Does God, does God bind the devil or do we have to bind him? Because the Bible says that Satan is defeated. <laughs> and many Christians say, don't worry about Satan. Satan is defeated. Unfortunately, 
some Christians say, I am a child of God and I am protected by God. I am a child of God. I am a child of God and my family belongs to Jesus and they are protected. Because my family belongs to Jesus, they are all protected. God, I listen that always. Some brothers come to me and say, Brother, don't worry. God is in control. God is in control. But saying that everything belongs to God. God he is going to do everything by himself. Or some people say, the church belongs to Jesus. And he is going to protect his church. <laughs> God will do his will in my life. And there is nothing I can do. Or God is going to do his will in my life. And there is nothing I can do. If you think, if you have that in mind, you are wrong. And there is not what the Bible says. This is not what the Bible says. God's will for a Christian is not automatically guaranteed. No. And also you are going to see. Hosea 4, 6 says, My people, my people who are in church... My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And now I want to show you in the Bible what I have learned, I think, 20 years ago. I learned this principle. That God has principles and he walks by his principles. Say with me, God has his principles. God has his principles. And he works by his principles. Yeah. And I want to show you why you have to pray. Why when the church prays, something extraordinary things happen. And I want to start, of course, in the beginning. Genesis. Let's go to Genesis 1, 26. Then God said, please follow with me. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so they may rule over the fish of the sea. Pay attention to this word, rule. Okay? May rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock, and all the wild animals, and all and over all the creature that move along the ground. Genesis 1, 26. If you go to the King James Version, it says, Let man have dominion over the earth. What that means, my brothers? God created man and, and gave to man authority, authority 
And he was the ruler. He was the manager. The governor of the earth. Okay? God created man and said, I am here in heaven. But I give you authority to rule. Okay? I am in heaven. But you are the governor. You are the ruler. You are the manager of this earth. I. Let's go. Let's keep. Let's read now Psalms. Psalms 115 verse 16. This is a powerful verse, my brothers. If you don't understand that, you are going to be in trouble. You, you are not going to understand what I am preaching to you. Let's read out together. Heavens. Heavens belongs to the Lord. But he gave the earth to people. Again. Heavens. Or the Bible says, my brothers, the heavens belong to him. But this earth, this place where we live, where is your house, where, where is your church, this place, he has given the earth to all humanity. And the earth belongs to humanity. God created the earth and gave authority over the earth to man. And God still obeys this principle. Okay? God created man. Put him on the earth. And said, you have authority over this earth. He has authority in heaven. But now I give you authority over this earth. And until now, God obeys this principle. But you are going to see, because God obeys this principle, everything, this is important, everything that God he is trying to do here on earth... He's going to do through man. Okay? Oh, everything. Everything. And also, and also, in order, in order to save humanity, what God, what God did to save humanity? He said, He sent, He sent. A man. Why? Why didn't God send one angel? Why? Why God did us, didn't send a God? One God. Why? Because here in this earth. <laughs> this is the point. Everything on earth, God gave to man. If Jesus had come as a God, there was something not nice. Or some principle were broken. 
and God never violated his principles. In order to save humanity, he didn't send one angel. He did not send one God, but he sent a man called Jesus Christ. And he came as a man to defeat Satan. And also because God's works, God works and moves on this earth only through man. Could you say that? God works and moves on this earth only through man. Yes. In, the, in this earth, God works just through man. Let's read another verse. Let's. Are you with me? Did you get until now? Okay, let's go. Genesis 2, verse 15. The Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden to work and to take care of it. God took, God took the man, put him here on earth in the garden of Eden. In the garden of Eden. To work it. And what? Take care of it. This word my, my brothers. Take care means. To watch over. It's to protect it. Eden was the watchman. Of the earth. The guard. The keeper of the earth. Okay. He was the keeper, the watchman, the one who was in charge to take care of the earth. But you know what happened? Unfortunately, what happened? Adam didn't do what God said him to do. He allowed Satan to enter in the garden. And as a consequence of his sin, he gave the authority to Satan. Okay? God created, this is important. Please, you need to understand. God created man and gave him. This is the authority. I gave you authority for you to rule, to be the governor. Please take care of this land. But he, Adam didn't obey God and he took the authority and gave it to Satan. When he sinned, Adam sinned, Adam and Eve sinned, they gave the authority that God gave to them to Satan. But I'm going to jump because I have no time. I'm going to jump like years and years ahead. And God said, I need to take out this, I need to get this authority and give it to man again. And what was God's plan? He sent his only son, Jesus, the man. Okay? Jesus man, not Jesus God. Because he born from, from a woman, like, as a man. And he came as a man. And at the cross, my brother, something very powerful happened at the cross. Why? Because Jesus died, but he didn't sin. He had no sin. 
He was a righteous man. But he took our sins and went to the cross. And when he went to the cross, he died for me and for you to save me and to save you. But this is Satan's mistake. <laughs> He's so silly. <laughs> he killed the righteous man on earth. <laughs> and because he killed Jesus as a righteous man, Jesus went and took the authority that was in Satan's hand and said, Now I have our authority. Is what happened. Or Matthew 28, verse, sorry, verse, Matthew 28, 18. Then Jesus came and told his disciples. Let's read all together. All authority in heaven and on earth has given to me. <laughs> Jesus received back our authority. Authority again. He paid the price. My brothers, was not cheap. He had to pay very high for your for your life. He paid very high price to buy you. This is the reason you don't belong to yourself. My brothers, me and you. We were bought. Jesus paid very high price for your life. For your life. And this is the reason now you have no right to live for yourself. You need to live for Jesus Christ. Because he bought you. When he called you to come to church, you have no the right to say, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to go to pray meetings. I don't want to, to preach the gospel. Because he bought you, my brother. You are servant right now. Amen? Look to the person next to you and say, you were bought by the blood of Jesus. And you are just servant. Jesus took back from Satan the authority that the man gave him in the garden. Amen? And Jesus, and, the, and this is the good news. Jesus said, our authority was given to me. Or he went to the cross and took our authority. And what he did, let's go to Luke 10.19. Luke 10.19. Jesus said, ah, this is powerful, my brothers. <laughs> Jesus said, behold... If you are my disciple, I give you the authority to trample on, serpent, on serpents and scorpions. And, and over all power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Jesus said to his disciples. You sinned. And you lost your authority. But I give you this authority again for you. I give you authority. 
Now Satan has no power over you. But you need to use this authority. Not just stay quiet. How did it work, my brother? How did it work? Just example. When a guardie, a guarda, comes to you, how do you know that he is one authority? How do you know that one guarda or one policeman comes to you? How do you know that he is one authority? Because he is wearing a, a uniform. Some has a gun. And he come and say, can I see your, your driving license? Can I see your documents, please? Then what do you have to do? Oh, here, here, here. It's here yeah? You have to obey authority. Why? Because he belongs to one organization from the government. And someone is the top of the police officer or the police officer. He said, you have authority now. Go and you ask for documents. Make everybody to obey this, this country. But when you look to a policeman, you are going to see because he's dressing some clothes. A uniform. My brothers. I need to say one thing to you. When Satan look at you. He knows if you have authority or not. He knows. Satan knows the one he's going to obey or not. Did you remember when the disciples tried to drive out a, a demons and say. Demons say. Left, go out of this man. And the demon did not obey the disciples. And Jesus said, hmm, this kind of demons, you have to pray and fast. Did you remember? And Jesus said to them, and they asked, why? We did not, we didn't could like to drive out that demons. He said, because you, you have a perversion. You are perverted. And you have unbelief in your life. And this kind of two problems, they could not, because of this problem in their lives, they could not drive out or they had no authority. Please, stay with me. This is the point. When you have a life before God, and you go every day before the Lord and say, Father, I am in your presence praying, seeking his face. What happened? The blood of Jesus cleans you. And you have one spiritual uniform in your life. You have one spiritual uniform. And Satan knows. Wow. He belongs to the army of God. Look how he speaks. Look his authority. Satan knows what you are doing in the secret. Satan knows if he is going to obey you or not. But he gave you the authority. Amen? He gave you. This authority belongs to you. And now, my brothers, please. 
You as a child of God has authority by the name of Jesus Christ against all power of Satan. This is the truth. And also you have this authority. Please, this is the point. To protect your family. Again. To protect your children. To protect your church. This is the point. Jesus gave you this authority. But can you imagine? Get the example about the guard, the policeman again. Something wrong happening, and the guard. <laughs> something wrong happening, and the guard is watching. Like some people fighting. And, and the policeman just, hmm, nice, look what's happening. <laughs> what this guard, that's me, should do? Huh? <laughs> Man, if there are some people fighting, if I am authority, stop. Or you need to use the authority that you have. But what's going on today? Satan is entering your house, your family, and you are just watching. Watching and doing nothing. This is the point. You are the watchman. The guard. The keeper of our church and our town. Amen? Look to the person next to you and say... You are the watchman, the guard, the keeper of your family and our church. You are the keeper. You are the watchman. Amen? Because thing, things really happen when we, as God's church, pray. When we, we use this authority, my brothers. When we pray. But... Sometimes we as a church look to something and just watching. But we are not watchmen. Let's go to Ezekiel 22, 30. Ezekiel. Ezekiel 22, verse 30. God said, it's God said. I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall, okay? I looked for someone who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I would not have to destroy it. But I found, but I found no one. My brothers, God is looking for watchmen who will build up the walls and also who will be stand in the gap. Two different things, okay? God is, lo is looking for a watchman who will build up the wall. What's that? We are building the church, amen? We need to make disciples. We need to preach the gospel. It's one thing. 
But also the Bible says, who will stand before me in the gap on behalf of this earth. Or God is looking for someone that's going to be in the gap. God said, who will stand before me on behalf of this land? This is a question. God is a, this is the question of God to you. Who will stand before me on behalf of this land? Who? Thank you, my, my sister. Thank you. Three, thank you. Who will stand before me? Before God? On behalf of the land? Who? Because things really happen. When church, church pray. My brothers, God is looking for watchmen, prayer warriors. But, but he said, I found no one. My brothers, I am in church for many years. 35 years in church. 20 years as a pastor, 12 years as, as a missionary in, the, in this country. And I have seen how difficult it is to have people praying in church. I have seen how difficult. Even God tried. The Bible says God researched. He tried to find someone to be on behalf of as intercessor, but he said, I found no one. I found no one. I found no one. And God is still looking for people who is going to be in the gap. But some people, what are the people they are saying today? Pastor, life is so busy. Life is crazy. School, sports, gym, homework, church, friends. And we have no, no time. Sorry. I am too busy. I am too busy. I have no time to pray. I, I can't take part in prayer meetings my brothers when 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 we are when we are jobless we pray a lot i have seen people they were unemployed and they were here praying i have seen people they had no documents to be in this country and they were here praying 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 I have seen people praying, praying in this church, but not anymore. I am too busy. Now you gave me what I asked me. I am so busy. No time for you. Sorry, bro. So, sorry, God. Because I am so busy. My brothers, please. God is calling you. God needs someone. 
to pray on behalf of these people. God needs. Why God needs? Why do you have to pray? Can you tell me? Why? Why do you need to pray? God has our authority. But he's not going to do until you pray. Because this earth is in your hand. You are the manager. You are the keeper. You are the one who is in authority. God he has all the power to do. But he is going to do when you pray. Did you get the point? He's sovereign. He has all the power. But he's not going to do. God, he wants to save the lost. They are going to hell. But in order for them to be saved, he needs you. God needs you because he works in this earth through people. My brother, God needs you. If you don't preach the gospel, people, they are going to hell. If you don't preach the gospel to your family, they are going to hell. This is the truth. If you don't pray for your family, they are in trouble. If you don't pray for this town, they are in trouble. Because this earth God gave us. We have the authority. But some people, they are just looking to wrong things happening and doing nothing. Because they have no time to pray for pray. They have no time to come for prayer meetings. Now I am busy, pastor. No, I am so busy. I have to go there, 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 there. I have many things. No time for prayer. And still, the problem is the same. I am, I am trying to find someone to be in the gap on behalf of these people, but I found no one. And sometimes we are finding just two, three, four people just. But this is going to be changed, amen? Because God is going to awake us. When we pray on behalf of someone, my brothers, we are standing in the gap before that person and God. When we are praying, we are on behalf of that person and God as intercessor, as watchman. And you are engaging in a spiritual welfare. Or that person belongs to the devil. But you are saying, God, save, transform, heal. And, and things, extraordinary things happen when we pray. Amen? Look to the person next to you and say, extraordinary things and powerful things happen when you pray. I invite you to come to pray meetings. Say to him. You are invited to come to pray meetings in church. Again. Yes. Amen. Watchmen are wanted. <laughs> Say with me. Watchmen are wanted. God is still looking for some watchmen. What are you going to say to God? Here I am. What are you going to say? There is some need. Here I am, Father. Here I am. You can count on me. 
And also, my brothers, the first example of a failed watchman is recorded in the Bible. Who is the, the first failed watchman? Who was? Aiden, yes. And is recorded in the Bible and affects each one of us every day. And the watchman's name is Aiden. Why? God told him, Genesis 2:15, keep the garden. Keep your 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 garden. Do you know that the word keep, keep in Hebrew is the word shamar, which is the word used for watchman. <laughs> it's so interesting that this word keep, like when God said for him to keep the garden, this word keep is the word shamar, which means is the, the same word used for watchman. And one of the main concepts that the word involves protection and preservation. And also, Aiden was told to protect the garden, watching from attacks from the evil one, the serpent. My brothers, just think. God created man. Aden, and give him not when God said for him to, to keep the garden, the woman was not created. God said to the man, keep the garden, watch over the garden. Why did God say that? Just God in heaven and Aden. Why God said? Watch over it. Take care. Why? My brothers, Aiden, he was so happy. He didn't have even mother-in-law. He was so happy. <laughs> Sorry, our mother-in-laws. But he was so happy. No, no one there. Just God. But God said, please, take care. <laughs> I have nothing against mother-in-law, okay? Just, just joke. <laughs> but my brothers, the first responsibility of watchmen is to keep the serpent out of their God-given gardens. Okay? Because God said, you need to, to keep, watch over, be a watchman. Because Satan, he will come. Our attention, please. Our precious gardens, our city, our town, our homes, our family, are full of demons. And we need some watchmen. Our town... Our workplace are full of demons. 
And you, you are there as watchmen. Tragedies such as this can, can and be must eliminate. Because Satan is working. I'm going to talk in the next week about this spiritual war, war that we are engaged. But because you don't see demons... Then you don't pray, you don't, you say, okay, it's okay, it's okay. It's going to be better, everything's going to be fine. I don't need to pray, sorry. I am busy, I am too busy. But Billy Graham said, to get nations back on their feet, we must first get down on our knees. If you want to see our nation, would you like to see Monahan Town bowing down before Jesus? You need to go to your knees first. Man, this is a battle. God need your prayers. I think you know, have you heard that? I think I, I, I don't remember listening some kind of prayer. God need your prayers. I never. Some people say no. God is powerful. No. God needs your prayer. Man. God needs you to save this town. The Bible says. The angels. They, they, they wanted to come to preach the gospel. But they could not to do. Because God gave to man. Just you can preach. Just you can pray. Just you can be in, take care of, in taking care of this earth. God needs your prayer. The Lord says, without me, you cannot. But without you... I will not. <laughs> Let's say together. The Lord says, without me, you cannot. But without you, I will not. <laughs> we need him. Everything it's, comes from him. But without your prayer, nothing are going to happen, my brothers. I am finishing. Prayer is essentially a partnership of the redeemed child of God working hand in hand with God towards the realization of his redemptive purpose on earth. This is so powerful, my brothers. Prayer is this partnership. Let's stand up, please. But don't move because we didn't finish yet. Jesus said, then when you should pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. My brothers, is God's will, is God's will 
to bring his kingdom on earth? Of course it is. Of course it is. Is God's will to save many people? It is. Is God's will to bless your family? Is God's will to bless your children? Is God's will to bless your family? To protect your children? But please, this protection is not automatic. God gave you this authority. If you pray, if you pray, if you pray, if you pray, this protection will come. Is His will that His kingdom come on earth? Is God's will that His kingdom come over your family? Is God's will? But pray, Father, may your kingdom come over my family. You have this authority. Please, I challenge you. Satan is destroying our nation. Satan is destroying our families. Satan is destroying the churches. But there is no watchman. There is no people saying, you can count on me, Father. You can count on me, Father. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for this town. I'm going to pray for these people. I'm going to pray for salvation of this town, Father. So many people going to hell. But I am going to pray. May your kingdom come, Father. Over our nation. But unfortunately, we are saying I am too busy. I am too busy. Please. Jesus did everything for us. But now you have to use the authority. At the cross. He did everything for you. You can receive all the blessings. The Bible, Ephesians says, we are blessed with all the blessings. But now, Jesus said, use my name. My name has power. My brothers, I have no power. I have no power. I am a simple man. I have no power. But I know one thing. When I speak in Jesus' name. Wow. All the demons go out. Because they know they need to obey Jesus' name. Not myself. Not about me. Not about you. It's the name of Jesus. Jesus said when he rose again. 
our authority in heaven on earth belongs to me. And I give you this authority. Use this authority. Use this authority. Use this authority. Pray. God is looking for today. Watchman. Who is going to say yes for him? Who is going to say yes for him? Oh, Your prayer. Your come we pray your kingdom come quickly, Father. Yes, Father. church pray yes this is your prayer Your hands towards heaven. 
If you listen God's word. God is still looking for someone. And he said, I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall. And stand before me in the gap on behalf of this land. And God is asking you, who will stand before me on behalf of this land? Give an answer right now to God. With both hands towards heaven, you can make your prayer right now. And give your, your answer to him right now in Jesus' name. Please, maybe you prayed a lot in the past, but you are not anymore a man of prayer. Maybe in the past you were a woman of prayer, but not anymore. You abandon prayer. Give an answer to God right now, please. What man is needed is one that God needs some watchman for his church. He's preparing a good revival. Something very powerful is about to happen in this town. Revival is coming. But we as watchmen, we need to take our place. In the army of God. And as soldiers. We need to take our position in prayer. And declare may your kingdom come and your will be done. And you can count on me. Who will stand before me on behalf of this land? Give an answer. Please. Jesus. I bless your people. I am here, Father, to keep praying. Doesn't matter how many people will come. I am here. You can count on me. Because I want to see your kingdom. I want to work with you, Father. You are a powerful God. But you gave this authority on earth. And I want to use this authority. The authority in the name of our beloved Jesus Christ. And we are going to see miracles. Extraordinary things are going to happen in this church. Powerful things are going to happen. Because Elijah was a man like me. And he prayed earnestly. And for three and a half years, didn't reign in the land of Israel. Elijah was a man like me, like you. And he prayed, Father, help us to use this authority in Jesus' name. Raise up your hand and say, you can count on me, Father. You can count on me, Father. I bless your people, Father, in Jesus' name. Make them a watchman for to protect this church, these people, in Jesus' name. 
Thank you, Father, for this time. I bless your people, Father. May your peace be upon your people. Shine upon them, Father. Give them a great week, Father. Guide their lives. And make everyone of us in this church as warriors. Prayer warriors, Father, for your kingdom. Because we are going to bring your kingdom to this nation. We are going to bring your kingdom to Europe. We are going to bring your kingdom to Monaghan Town. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Give a hug in the person next to you and say, God is counting on you, my brother. God is counting on you, my brother. <laughs> As watchman. As a watchman. Amen. Protect your garden. In Jesus' name. God bless you.